Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Adult Podcast. My name is Victoria. I'm the owner and operator of Adult NL. We do social media management and website creation for local businesses in Newfoundland and Labrador. And something else we have started up is a podcast. Today, we have a guest on, and the guest's name is Sarah. She is the owner and operator of a local bookkeeping business. Welcome, Sarah. Why don't you tell us all about Brilliant Bookkeeping? So I have a business called Brilliant Bookkeeping and I help and I specialize in local small businesses who are startups or people who are kind of get want to get away from the public accounting firms and want something on a more personable level. So a lot of my clients are in that kind of situation. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of like HST filings, self-employment, income tax, that kind of thing for my uh, repertoire of clients right now yeah so taxes are something that definitely scare me um i know that it's like something else that scares a lot of local business owners um so if you are new if you want to get really organized and get everything set up all nice at the beginning what is your biggest tip to any local business who's starting up who wants to start off their money and their taxes all on a good note so my biggest advice to people is always like set out time in your business schedule for yourself, like for your own business. So it's fine. A lot of people are kind of in the routine of like throw all your receipts in a bag. And then at the end of the month, you're scrambling or at the end of the year, you're scrambling. So like take those extra five minutes a day and, you know, like write on them, write your notes. Like this was for um, whatever, this was supplies or this was office supplies. And then you kind of, you're not panicking six months from now. Like, why did I go to Staples today? Like, at least you have a better idea. That's my biggest thing is be like, try to be organized as right from the get go. It'll help you have a better understanding where your money's going, where you're spending your time, that kind of thing. So it's definitely, that's my number one piece of advice. So what's the first step once you've already set up your business, maybe you're two or three years in and you're the type who takes receipts and shoves them in a Sobeys bag and keeps them in your closet and then at the end of the year and tax season rolls around you're trying to organize everything I guess how do you kind of start over and how do you what's your biggest tip for a business that's already established that hasn't been really good with their taxes and with their bookkeeping so that those are not the like there's lots of people out there like that I actually posted on my Instagram like earlier this week like is this you your receipts all crumpled together in a Sophie's bag and I think like the response I got was actually like overwhelming like how many people said like yes this is still me like I know what I'm doing but I don't want to deal with this side of it so um my advice from there would be to like take your time like it's really overwhelming to sit down and like unfold all these crumpled up receipts at once is like that's a big undertaking like take your time do it in little pieces like sort it out in years and take your time and sort it out in like months and then you'll get a better understanding and it's not a big project you can take it down a couple of notches so clearly as we've already gathered tax season is not a fun time <laughs> for many business owners because of that fear around the unknown with taxes and with bookkeeping um, so for tax season what does tax season mean for you as the owner of brilliant bookkeeping what does it mean for your company so tax season for me um, means a little bit probably different than what it means to most business owners. So a lot of business owners are like piling all the receipts together and passing it off to a bookkeeper or to their accountant at this point. So I'm on the receiving end of that. So right now my office is like stacks on stacks of stuff everywhere. Like everyone's in a panic. Everyone wants their tax stuff done. 
So to me, it looks like um, I actually work full time besides. So I'm working all day. I'm coming home, working all night. My husband's in the kitchen cooking supper and doing dishes. So <laughs> we're not complaining about that. But it's long days, long days for me. And but I love it. Like I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't love it. So, but I love helping people. And people are afraid of CRA. Like that is people's number one fear. Like they don't want the tax man coming knocking on your door. So they want to know what to do and how to do it right and they don't want to be behind so a lot of people are in that situation especially this year with COVID and everything else on the go there's a lot of like loss of business and loss of income and different government aids that were there for people this year so people kind of don't really know where to go from here so this tax season is going to look a little bit different than 2019 but we're ready for it so all this talk about taxes um, write-offs. So a write-off for me in the past, I've always known a write-off as something, oh yes, you can buy a laptop and you can buy this and you can buy that and you can just write it off magically. It's just something that gets paid for by the by something random. And I see, I always see that TikTok and that reel. It's like, what's a write-off? It's a business, you write it off. And it literally doesn't give you the definition of a write-off because nobody knows what it means. So I guess my question is, what does a write-off mean? Um, and what is it considered? So people think that write it off on your taxes means like exactly what you just said, you're not paying for it. But like, you are still the business, you are still paying for it somewhere along the lines. Like, yes, it's helping you in the grand scheme of things, whether it could be like, offsetting your HST on your sales, that helps you, or even reducing your um, self-employment income to reduce the numbers down, so you're paying less tax. So it's not a write-off as if you don't pay for it, like the money still has to come from somewhere, but it helps you lower your income to pay less taxes at the end of the year. And to go off of that, what can you write off? I mean, how does it work? Because clearly you can't just write off anything. Um, I know a lot of people save food receipts and stuff like that. And if they have like business meetings over coffee, like those things count um, as something you can write off. So you'll obviously save those receipts, but you can't just write off everything. So what classifies as a write off? So I have a check. So as soon as you become a client of mine, I have a checklist. Here are some things you can claim that people don't think about claiming. So my biggest one that people are like, oh, I never thought of that is like subscription. So if you have like a Spotify subscription, if you have, you know, your Apple Music, whatever, that kind of thing. It doesn't seem like much, you know, like $10, $20 a month, but like it adds up. And that's my biggest one as far as like writing off like your home expenses and things like that. Same thing goes. You can't just write off your whole life bill because you have one room in your house designated to your business so it's that's all working on a percentage basis and I know it's like a lot of jargon that people don't like understand and whatever that's kind of why you're coming to someone like me to make that go away but but that's the thing like you can claim say a percentage if it's one eighth one room out of eight in your house is your for your business and you get to claim that much of your life bill or your mortgage interest and things like that so clearly there's lots of good practices that people should be doing. Um, what can business owners do to make your life easier? So for you as the bookkeeper, if they're going to be hiring you to do, do their work, what can they do on their end that will make both your life and their life easier? So the biggest thing is, it goes back to like my number one rule, like be organized, have a separate bank account for your business. So you're not trying to weed out what was a personal expense versus what was a business expense. 
that's definitely a big time saver. Um, just be aware, I guess, like someone like me, if they're going to have questions, once they start picking at your things. So like you need to be available and need to be, you know, I don't need you to enter my text within two minutes, but I need you to get back to me in a couple of days and whatever. So you can get your stuff clued up and move on to the next person. And to go off of kind of the, um, the bookkeeping and the accounting topic, I mean, you're a small business owner, just like myself. And like many people who listen to the podcast, what would you say, uh, how do you have work-life balance? I mean, this is your side hustle. Like me, we work nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then you do your business on the side. Where do you find time to spend time with your family and to do normal things? Like, how do you balance it all? It is hard. I'm telling you, it is hard. I'm at work. I'm like responding to emails on my lunch break. I'm driving to work in the mornings. I'm like leaving myself voice memos. Like I have sticky notes everywhere. But I really try to set it aside. I try to like do my side on like Monday to Thursday or and then I have like Friday, Saturday free or my poor dog is like crying all the time. Like, mom, I just want to spend time with you. Like, so we're always trying to uh, like make, like you said, do the work-life balance. It's hard. It's hard to do when you have two things on the go and, you know, whatever besides. So for us, we're doing Friday, Saturday. We try to not do any work, like don't enter emails, that kind of thing. And by the time Sunday comes around, Sunday afternoon, I'm entering emails again and getting ready for the next week. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so another question that's not nothing to do with bookkeeping, but I mean, how did this all come about? How did you start your business? So clearly, did you, did you see a need and you thought that it was a good idea? Tell us like a little bit about why you started Brilliant Bookkeeping in the first place. So I actually worked in a public accounting firm for a number of years and a lot of the clients that we had, like I had my own clients at the firm were anywhere from, could just be like a self-employed salon owner renting a suite to a convenience store to a paving company. Like they were actually all over the place. But I found no one found that approachable. Like you didn't, it was really overwhelming I guess to walk into this big accounting firm and you there was no personal connection you didn't really know who you were dealing with and that kind of thing so I found once I actually left there a couple of years ago I went to work in a different industry still in accounting but in a different industry and I kind of like my friends or people that are new were approaching me being like okay I just started this business now what do I do so for me, I found it was more like startups, didn't really know where to go. Like they personally didn't feel like they were big enough to go to one of these big accounting firms. So it was like that little niche in between, like you're, you feel like you're not confident enough, not big enough to go to these firms, but you can't do it yourself. So where do you go from here? I really found like that was my, that was my chance, I guess. So I had kind of been like doing a few clients on the side for a long time now and then during COVID, I was like, you know what? Like, this is my chance. Like, people don't know what they're doing. People don't know what's going on. Like, so that was kind of when I jumped and I got one client and then it was like one big client and word of mouth like took over. And now I'm actually not even accepting new clients. So. And with all this talk about like side hustles and starting up a business on the side and all that, um, comes self-discipline. Self-discipline is something that I'm still working at. So how do you draw the line? I mean, you said you're no longer taking new clients. How do you draw that line and how do you cut yourself off and say, okay, this is, this is the limit that I have for myself? 
So this is like a question that I actually, it just came to like my scope in the last probably month. Like I was building and building and building and I wanted to set myself up. And now I was kind of at the breaking point where like something's going to give. I either take on too, more, too many more clients and my work quality is going or I don't have enough and like I want to keep getting more, which is fine. But like it's different. I compare myself to like you always see nail technicians or hairstylists say they're not accepting new clients, which is fine. There is so many other people doing nails, so many other people doing that kind of thing. So how do I all of a sudden say, no, I'm not taking new clients. Like you can go to someone else to get your nails done. You can go to someone else for stuff like that. But how do you, you can't put your taxes on hold for a year because you want to come see me. Like that was the thing I found really hard. Like I actually like talked to one of my clients about this the other day. I'm talking to my mom, talking to my friends. I'm like, what do I do? Like, how do you cut it off? Like, so I decided for myself, like within this last week that, nope, I'm done. Like, I'm not accepting new clients. But I found that really hard. I actually have no advice on how, what to do. Like, how do you, I don't know what to tell you. What are some other tips you have? I mean, based on bookkeeping and stuff like that, smaller companies, um, you mentioned that some of them were afraid to go to the bigger firms and didn't have the confidence to go to the bigger firms. Do they need to get a CRA number right off the bat? Do they need to start doing their taxes? What, is, what are some tips with that? What do you, you kind of need to have an idea. Like, what do you project you're going to do in sales this year? Do you need to register for a HST number? Are you going to be less than a $30,000 threshold? Can you just claim this for your personal income tax? Like, you kind of need to have an idea. So for a lot of people in their first year, it's almost like a trial run kind of thing. So they're going to feel it out and see where to go from here. So then if you're, you know, come October, you're like way over the sales you expected yourself to do way over the $30,000 threshold. Like now we need to reevaluate. But in the beginning, most people kind of just like take it as it is, like track your sales, make sure you're tracking that kind of stuff. So if we ever have to go back to it, or if you are ever audited, you have the paper trail. That's my like first piece of advice. Yeah. I love how you really explain all of these very technical things in everyday language so that normal people like myself can understand them. So that's super great. Um, what is next for you in your business with Brilliant Bookkeeping? And do you think you're going to grow? Do you ever think about giving up your nine to five to do Brilliant Bookkeeping full time? So I've like thought about it. I, so I did the Kona program and got my um, business diploma that way. And then, like I said, I've been working in the industry for like five or six years. So I kind of like, I know what I'm doing at this point. I've actually reached out to like a couple of classmates and said like, you know, would you be interested in that kind of thing? And I'm going to say, luckily for me, they said no, because as much as I think I want the help, I don't think I can let it go. Like I need to do this myself. So right now I'm saying I kind of like felt overwhelmed for a little bit. I'm like, maybe I will bring someone in, but I don't know. Right now I think I'm good where I am, but that's why I had to cut off my like new clients. If I was going to grow and grow and grow, I definitely had to bring somebody in to help. So you mentioned you went to College of the North Atlantic. So did I. Love it. Heading into school and then graduating and working, did you ever think you were going to start your own business? Did you go into business thinking, okay, I'd really like to start my own someday? Or what was your thought process there? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people go into like the business programs to kind of have a, you know, maybe you want to be, I keep going to a hairstylist, but maybe you want to be a hairstylist and open your own salon. So they think they need a business background. That was never my intention. 
but it kind of worked that way. Like I, I, so I actually did the business program through the college. Like I said, I had to take a pay cut to go to my first accounting job. And like, I was working like a retail job, you know, I wasn't getting paid great money, but I had to take a pay cut to go to an accounting job. And I thought to myself, like, there's no way people are doing this. Like, I can't do this for the next 40 years of my life and be happy at this. Like, it's not going to happen. So this is kind of where it went for me. I, I left there on, like, good terms. But I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do this. <laughs> like, so then I did get another job in an accounting field, but actually in industry. So that was a little different. So now I find having my own clients and stuff on the side, I get the array back of, like, different businesses all the time like you know again my personal clients now range from like hairstylists to nail technicians to um an automotive tools dealer like it's all over the place like but I do like that more personal connection so was it always accounting for you did you know like in high school that you would apply to accounting and just go into that or did you start somewhere else um did you know no, I knew in high school, you know how you do like those cheesy like career decider like quizzes, accounting, forensic accounting, this kept coming up in like my life forever. I knew this is what I was going to do. I loved math as a kid. Like this is what I was going to do. There was no doubt in my mind. And back to the whole business owners and money and all of the things that this episode is about. Um, I know that these months leading into Christmas are huge months for businesses, but then you have that little lull in January and February. And it's a little bit late to be talking about how you can kind of prepare yourself for that as a business owner. But what should businesses do to plan? And so there's no such thing as a lower month. Maybe they could pay themselves. What way does that work? So a lot of people are in the situation where November, December, you're probably selling a lot more gift cards, especially people in like the service industry because you can't fit everybody into your schedule. So I was telling my clients like, why don't you poke that money into a different account for now? So like when it is slow in January, February, then you can kind of draw on that gift certificate money that like the sales are there. You already earned those sales. That is your money. You can take it now and go buy a purse or why don't you save it for like January, February when it is going to be slower? That. So I'm telling people that as far as um, people paying themselves and taking a paycheck. So a lot of people kind of have an understanding once you're in business for a little bit too, um, when you can and can't take a paycheck and some people would pay themselves a little bit more when they know they're busier and maybe not take a paycheck or take less of a paycheck in the slow months. Um, some people are set up as they take the same amount of money every single week, regardless of what's going on. If you got extra money, we're leaving in the business, it, but then it's always there for when it is slower. So it depends on like the business and what you expect and what you know is going to come out of the business. With people like myself and you, for example, with side hustles, what do you recommend people do with their, with their income that they're making? I mean, do you recommend that if they're in the position to do so, they invest the money back into the business, they save? What do you think? What's your thought process and all that? A lot of people are doing that, especially um, people who have new businesses and new side hustles. They want new products and they want new development. So they're putting every cent that they make in the business back into the business for more inventory or for more advertising or for more things like that. So especially people like said who this is their side hustle, like they have a nine to five. They are earning a paycheck anyways. This is kind of just above and beyond. This is their gravy. I can't help but ask a question about budgeting just because we've been talking all about money and stuff. 
Um, is budgeting something you do for businesses or do you budget? Do you, are you a good budgeter at home in your personal life? So I am actually just getting into budgets now for clients. A lot of people are wondering about like personal budgets and that kind of stuff. I have zero, like, I don't want to help you with your personal budget. Like (laughs) I understand like the businesses and they're like forecasting and that kind of stuff. So where you're, you know, you can, everyone expects a slow January. Everyone expects, you know, a busy November, December. Everyone can see that coming. So I'd rather help you budget for that and figure out how to allocate your money in those months and where to put your money and that kind of stuff, as opposed to, I don't want to help you with your personal finances. (laughs) There's people who are better than that at me. (laughs) For sure. Budgets are so hard. I've tried so many different ways. Uh, But since you have been working on budgets, what is a common issue you have noticed, I mean, with the budgets and what should we do to avoid those issues if, if it's something that you've been seeing reoccurring a lot? A lot of people, you mentioned, you touched on a little bit earlier, like people are claiming their meals and their entertainment and things like that. Um, you know, you definitely can take clients out to functions or clients for coffee or, you know, a, a meal and that stuff here and there is not so bad. But there's people who are almost spending more in meals and trying to put that stuff more through the business than almost in like the supplies you're buying for your business and almost just as much as a sale. So like you kind of got to. And the other side of that is when you do file your taxes, the government's going to be like, hang on, like there's no way you took all these people out for meals all the time when you only had this much sales. Like, so it kind of needs to be reasonability too. So I find a budget helps people with that because you kind of, you're kind of telling your money to go versus wondering where it went. No, I really enjoyed it. I was really nervous, like coming on the beginning, but I feel like after a couple of minutes, you're warmed up, like it feels like repels, like everything's exactly, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I know this was a lot of questions. Um, I know it was more like a question and answer. And the goal for the podcast is to have a lot of conversations. But this is a topic that I have no idea about. So I really wanted to question you and get you get your knowledge on the on the podcast. What is your biggest tip coming out of this podcast? We just covered a lot of content in a short amount of time. Biggest tip on bookkeeping? Go get organized now. If you're not organized from the past start now like everyone's panicked there's people who are back taxes who haven't filed start now start today it doesn't matter about the last two years start now and go forward thank you so much sarah for being on the podcast today i'm so excited to upload this episode thank you for having me thank you to everyone who listened to the episode if you want more from adult you can follow us on instagram at adult.nl facebook we are adult and the website is adult.ca check us out and stay tuned for more episodes thanks bye